This is the Fan Fanatic Podcast. I'm Parker Gerlecki, a.k.a. the Fan Fanatic, and with me as always is my broadcast partner, Dad, a.k.a. Ryan Gerlecki. I've got a passion for all things sports. So, on the Fan and Fanatic Podcast, we'll talk to anyone and everyone from all over the world of sports who will sit still long enough to answer my questions. That's right. Now, as a result of complications from severe brain damage at birth, unfortunately, Parker will never be able to physically play sports. But that cannot and has never stopped him from loving everything about sports and dreaming of a career in broadcasting. So each of our guests graciously gives of their time on this podcast to invest in Parker's dream and to help him be part of the sports world he loves so dearly. Now, let's play ball! Welcome back to the Fan and Fanatic Podcast. It's my absolute honor to introduce my guest, Mr. Odie Stein. Odie, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about here? Odie, let's start with my person let's start with some personal questions. If you if are you ready? Okay. Question one. Where did you go to high school? I went to high school at Russellville High School. It's in the northwest corner of Alabama. I assume that's in Russellville, Alabama. That's right. I live in a place <laughs> called, I live actually between Russellville and Muscle Shoals, and it's called Littleville, uh, yeah. Alabama. Well, Muscle Shoals, they've got the swampland. Have you ever that's been to right. the Muscle Shoals swamplands? They have the swampers. Have you ever swampers, been to the swampers? Yeah. Have you ever seen the swampers? Oh yes, we've seen the swampers and uh, and friends with some of them. Can I can I get into a little? Can I dig deeper into that? What are swampers exactly? Swampers were the the swampers were the studio musicians at Fame Recording Studio. Nice. And they they later left Fame. And went across town, and they uh, founded Muscle Shoals Sound. Wow. And Muscle Shoals Sound recorded Leonard Skinner, Aretha Franklin. Uh, I, I can't tell you the number of people. The Rolling Stones um, that they recorded in this little town. These two recording studios in this little town had all kinds of people coming down here to uh, to get the sound. The wall of sound is what they called it. May she rest in peace, uh, peace Aretha Franklin. That's right. That's right. Where did you go to college? I went to college. I started out at the University of North Alabama. Go and Lions. Then, and that's in uh, Florence, Alabama, which is next to Muscle Shoals. And uh, it's a unique situation there because it's called the Quad Cities. You have Muscle Shoals, Florence, Tuscumbia, and Sheffield, all in one area. So, like, oh, go ahead. And it makes it one big town, but it's actually four small towns. So you're so you were so you were a lion before you were a Crimson Tide. That's interesting. That's right. The head coach of the Lions was Mickey Andrews. No way. Mickey gained fame down at Florida State. Florida State. State. Oh! 
Here we go. <laughs> so yeah, my dad's a Florida State fan. His yeah. his dad, my grandfather, has been a booster club. Has been going to games since. 1975. Since before Bobby Bowden. 1975, right? Right. Probably. He was, no, granddad's been going to Florida State games since probably 1968. Oh, 68, 68. Okay. Wow, that's that's seven years before I graduated from high school. (laughs) Okay, so next question. What drew you to Alabama? What, What was that question again? What drew you to Alabama? What year? What yeah, drew why, you? Yeah, why'd you go to Alabama? Yeah, why'd you go to Alabama, Alabama to go to University of Alabama? Well, I could tell you the good, the uh, the political story. I could <laughs> tell you the real story. <laughs> and oh, okay, yeah. And then I'll one. Okay, let me hear the real story, and after that, I have another qu- question. Well, the real story is. Uh, in the Gulf South Conference in those days, Austin P. University was the doormat. They were at, they hadn't won a game in three or four years, and we were supposed to be good that year, and we went up and got beat by Austin P. Well, Coach Andrews brought everybody back, and Sunday morning we started practicing, and it was a real tough practice. And at night they pulled vans down there. So that we'd have the university van, so we'd have van lights. Wow. And it made a lot of the officials mad, the university officials. And uh, they asked uh, several people in to testify. And when I didn't testify, I refused to testify. Coach Andrews, they asked me, what would make you happy? Where do you want to go? I said, I've always dreamed of going to Alabama. Wow. And he called Coach Bryant and Coach Johnny Long, the trainer, called Coach Goosetree. And they said, get into the university over Christmas. Try to get in for the spring session. Come see us. And it wasn't, wasn't any problem for me to get in, but it was hard for me to believe that I was at Alabama when I got to Alabama. Did wow. you grow up going to college football games? Yes, I did. What you team? know, I didn't go to a lot, but uh, I always. Oh, can you say that again? You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Can I, you say that again? I didn't go to a lot of games, John, but I probably went to one or two a year, and I went to a couple of Auburn games too. War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's John, by the way? Oh, oh. Parker. My name's Parker, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay, Parker. I, 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 miss, I miss Reggie. No problem. Anywho. I think I can't see good with my eyes, this, with my glasses on this close. So. Hey, hey, Parker, I, so, I yeah, a, wait, a, a friend of one you... of your other guests. So, so, Why don't you wait, ask wait, a little on, bit wait. about that? Wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. Actually, wait. So I missed where you said you went to co- – where, like, who was your – like – like I said, I asked you where you went to college, like where, like if you went to any college football games, and I, I don't know if I heard what team you, you said you went to games for. What team? Like who did you support back in the day? I supported Alabama. So you went to all the, so you went to the Alabama games. I World Tide. I grew up worshiping Alabama. Everybody in my family worshipped Alabama at the time. 
We were so, all Alabama fans. So like I mentioned before we hit the air, you're you're good friends with one of my good friends, Mr. J.W. Hodge. Would you like to talk about Mr. J.W. Hodge and how y'all how y'all's cross how your paths crossed? J.W. Uh, J.W. grew up with my wife. And I forgot where me and J.W. met, but it seemed like we've always been friends. I mean, from early on, before we went to college, we were friends. And, uh, and then J.W. was a punter for the football team. And I was a manager for the football team. I started out as a manager. And we were just friends. You know, we we would do things together. And we were a fraternity of two people. <laughs> <laughs> On a related note, so as you know, Big Al is like the, fam- the infamous mascot for Alabama. But I've heard a lot of, and there's been, and some schools, they have a, a woman, a female for the male mascot, like Florida has Albert and Alberta, and you know, um, and then I've all, like so. Anyway, the reason why I bring this up is I've heard through the Alabama grapevine that there was once a female pachyderm by who went by the name of Big Alice. Is this true, or is this just a bunch, or is this just an Alabama, or is this just like an Alabama myth? Uh, I can't answer that question, uh, <laughs> ah, Parker. <okay. laughs> I, I we'll imagine there's one that. somewhere. <laughs> so you went to Bama as a football manager. Do tell, what does the manager do? Well, at Alabama, at the time, it's it's kind of hard for these. It's kind of hard for people to understand because. Uh, like at Alabama now, they have 32, 34 managers. Back then, we had eight managers. (laughs) And when I was in high school, I tried everything to get on at Alabama. But there was just no positions, you know. And if one position opens, you always have 50, 60, 70 people apply for that position. And uh, when I got on as a freshman, I took care of handing out baskets, and the baskets had the players' uh, practice clothes in them. And each basket had a number, and if the player was number 40, the basket was number 40. And we had a guy that washed all the clothes, and in the mornings, we'd go over there and put everything back in the baskets. And when I became a sophomore, I started with um, uh, setting up practice fields and and helping one of the coaches out at practice. I I worked with D. Powell, the offensive lineman, line coach, and he gave me a stick that was like thirty six inches long, thirty thirty six inches long. It was a broomstick that was cut off. And when the line at Alabama lined up, whether it was at practice or at game, he would put that stick in between each player, and it had to be perfect. And if uh, you look at, you're... No, go break? ahead. I'm go so ahead, sorry. Odie. No, you're fine. Go ahead. He would put the stick in between 
each player and they had to be perfect. And if you'll look at the old film of Alabama when Coach Bryant was a coach, when the offensive line break the huddle and they go line up, it's almost perfect every time. And when I was a junior, late in my junior year, I got selected to be head manager. And the head manager went up and worked with Coach Bryant exclusively. And he was basically a gopher for Coach Bryant. And it, I handle all the player tickets, you know, the hotel keys. A lot of the hotel keys I handed out when uh, we did a traveling game and I counted the players on the bus. And whatever Coach Bryant wanted you to do, you did. Nice. So there are two people who I act, who from the Alabama Nation that I that I like know and love. I'm not a Bama fan though, but like my whole family are Auburn fans. But like I said, two there are two people from the Alabama Nation that I'm completely like fascinated with: Mr. Tony Giles and Mr. Eli Gold. Do you know any of those people? Yeah, I don't. I know. I know them, but I don't know them as good as you might know them. See, so yeah, Mr. Tony Giles, you might recognize him as the voice of Bryant Denny Stadium. He's the guy that's that says right. first down, Alabama." And then that's Eli right. Gold. Eli Gold is the radio announcer for the Crimson Tide. That's and I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory, and then I'm going to jump into an to another question. So. Like I said, we're Auburn. My mom's side of the family are Auburn fans, and at, but they live in Georgia, so they hate the Georgia. They hate University of Georgia more than they, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not, but more than they um hate. Uh, uh, no, dislike, hate is a strong dislike, word. Dislike. dislike Alabama. Anywho, well, well, Alabama hates Tennessee more than they hate Auburn. <laughs> Anyhow, so the fans, but, the so fans, like, the fans. Uh, you know, the people of this state, they are the big Alabama-Auburn rivalry. But when it comes down to the players and coaches, for some reason, Tennessee is our arch rival. And when it comes to Auburn, Georgia is their arch rival. Interesting. And we did, Sharon and I, we were in the reconditioning business, and we did Auburn's helmets for a long time. So. Hmm. We're big fans of Auburn, too. War Eagle. War Eagle. So anyhow, like I said, so my my so like my grandparents over their dead bodies, would they visit? Uh, would they visit Bryant Denny Stadium? But I I've like I have a goal for myself to visit as many stadiums as my in my lifetime as possible. So like so like last so last year I was fortunate. Like I was so my grandfather has has a friend who is a tech who's uh, a friend slash co- colleague, and by colleague I mean like workmate, who's a Texas A and M fan, and so uh, he, so we put our we put our feelers out to say, to the guy, and he get and he, it turns out he had tickets to the Texas A and M Alabama game last year, and I got to go to Bryant Denny Stadium. But the one thing I was hoping to escape with, like during this trip, was meeting the. Was meeting the pachyderm of the hour, the bi- Mr. Big Al himself. So we, so the only way I, I figured the only way I could do, I did that. I was able, I could have do that is if I hit, a, is if I go to Elephant Stomp. You know what Elephant Stomp is? That big like pregame Saturday pep rally, like where the ba- like they have that. You know, you know what I'm talking about? 
Yes, so, I do. So the the fans in front. Of, so I I think that some people heard me, like the people around me heard me talk about it, and they let me cut in front of them. And sure enough, I met Mister I met Mister Big Al. I think I have a picture here. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll show you the pictures when when we're off the air. That Anyhow, sounds great. Do you have a face? So yeah. We didn't stay the whole game, though, because, you know, Tuscaloosa traffic on an Alabama game day. Oh, that's terrible. So, yeah. Anyhow, you better have good tennis. So, do you have – say that Say that again. You okay, better have good tennis place. shoes on game day because you got to walk a long <laughs> <Agreed>. way. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have a favorite memory or story from Bear Bryant? May he, may he rest in peace, the great one – but like I said, do you have a favorite memory or story from Bear Bryant? I have a my my personal favorite story is Coach Bryant called me in there one day and he said, Adi, he said, we we have an opportunity to play a TV game, but when we do, we have LSU the following week and he said ls to to win that game we if we use all of our weapons and lsu sees them we might have a hard time beating lsu so the question is do we go for the tv game and the exposure and the money or do we turn it down and have a better chance of beating LSU. And I said, Coach, I think we ought to go for the money and the exposure, and I think we're good enough to beat LSU no matter what. And he said, thank you for your opinion. Would you call Major Ogilvy and EJ Jr., the two captains? I want to ask them the same thing. And that was a big honor for me. Wow for him to ask me what he was going to ask the team captains. Can I also apologize? Like I, like I thought, I thought like until now your name was pronounced Odie. So that sparks a question. Do you, is Odie short for anything? No, it's a nickname. Uh, my real name is Alan Steen, but everybody in the world calls me Odie. Parker, I got to follow up on that last story. What what did what did Coach Bryant ultimately decide to do? Yeah, what did they do? We went for the TV game, and we beat LSU three <laughs> to nothing. We <laughs> three it, to it nothing. was as close a game as you could you could. Uh, it was as close a game as we had all year, and we went on to win the national championship that year. Did the two play- oh. Hold on, Parker. Did the two players uh, agree with you, or did they have a different uh, different opinion? I well, don't what did know. They One do? of them oh, you did because we we went ahead and yeah, did. you went ahead. <laughs> uh, speaking of LSU, like close Alabama LSU games, wasn't there a game that LSU like they beat Alabama nine to six? Which yeah. Ad- would yeah, like or was it twelve or was it twelve to six? I'm not sure, Parker. I I don't. I don't. I can't recall the scores of a lot of games now. I'm 66 years old. A lot of Bama. Okay, and here's another thing. A lot of Bama fans seem to not like 
Gary Danielson because he doesn't say <laughs> anything nice about Alabama. Do you have an opinion on Gary Danielson? From CBS? Uh, you know, my <laughs> wife and I, uh, J.W. and I were equipment managers for the in the USFL for the Michigan Panthers. And my wife and I would go watch the Lions play, and Gary Danielson was a quarterback. Mm. You mean so like we, CBS Gary Danielson? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! I did yes, not know he was, he was. He was a good quarterback. He was a passing quarterback, and uh, we had a great time watching the Lions play, even though they were our competitors. Who did? Oh, oh, who and, did? But oh. but he frustrates all Alabama fans. Oh yeah. So he 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 just seems like he roots against us. So uh, we uh, so anyway, so yeah. Speaking of which, uh, you know, like earlier in the podcast episode, I was talking about our trip to Bama. So, yes, like, I we do. Went, there is this store that in Al- in Tuscaloosa called uh, the Trunk, I think it is, and they had this button that said "Shut up, Gary." And the lady <laughs> and I asked what that all about. What that what was that all what that all was all about? And the lady said that um uh. Oh, the lady said that Al- that Gary Danielson has nothing nice to say about Alabama. So, oh, man. Hey, Anyhow, I'll tell you okay, a story. J.W. and I were at a game, and we saw Gary Danielson and the other guy, the one that retired. Vern Lundquist? Vern, Vern Lundquist. Lundquist. And J.W. said, hey, there's Gary and Vern. He said, let's get our picture taken with them. So he, he asked them, and they said, oh, sure. And he jumps up there and has his picture taken with him. He said, now it's your turn. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> um, anyways, so you said you saw the you said you saw Gary Danielson play when he was with the Lions. Do you remember who the Lions were playing against in that game? Um, it, it was almost, uh, we'd go to three, three or four games a year, so. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they would play. Who Who is it, Sharon, they played on Thanksgiving? Uh, the, oh, sorry. Uh, things um, might get a little bit loud in here because I have a dog, I have a service dog and he loves to bark. Bless his little heart. That's okay. You, you, you can meet him after the podcast if you want. Okay. Uh, that sounds great. Okay. How long did you work for the Michigan Panthers of the USFL? Uh, three and a half years. Hmm. Nice. Do you remember the name of their stadium? It was the Silver Dome. Wait, you mean the Pontiac Silver Dome? The Pontiac Silver Dome. <laughs> oh, cool. And speaking speaking of which, so so back to Detroit. Are you do you do you remember the Bad Boys from back from back in the nineteen eighties? The Detroit Pistons, like Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman, yes. Rick Mahorn. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, then, uh, uh, all we had to do to watch a basketball game is walk through a little tunnel, and we were right there behind their bench. Oh, so we'd go down and watch them all the time. Speaking of basketball, so this has nothing to do with the Pistons, but you know, you know, so I don't know if you care about the NBA, but do you remember a man by the name of Johnny Most, who was the radio voice for the Boston Celtics? The raspy, he was called the raspy radio voice of the Boston Celtics. Johnny Most, do you know of him? I, I've heard his name. 
And I've like, heard I've heard him on a broadcast. He was I don't, I don't he was know known for he, blast for like being he like he hated the Pistons like this one because like oh my gosh there's this video of like of him just like completely black like like he's just like trash talking the Pistons. But anyways, back but that's not important. So when we're okay, so when you worked for the Panthers the Michigan Panthers, that is. The coach was Jim Stanley, who was one of the Texas A&M Junction boys. Did Mr. Stanley ever mention his career as a Junction? Did Mr. Stanley ever mention his time as a Texas A&M Junction boy? Sure. We talked a lot about it. Because if, because like, you know, I, I would hear Coach Bryant, uh, and I would hear about the Junction, but I, I didn't know what it was. And, uh, D. Powell, the guy I worked for, was a player on that team. And Bobby March, who was another coach at Alabama, played on that team. And and um, Coach Stanley, when, when I was trying to get the job at Michigan, uh, I heard that Jim played at Texas. Now, I called Coach Bryant. And Coach Bryant said he wasn't the best player I had, but he was dang sure the meanest. And he yeah. was a tough guy. Because like he the job, like guy. oh, go ahead. Like oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I I was talking over you. So can you go ahead and say that over again? The last part there. He's a very tough guy. He uh, Coach Bryant said he wasn't the best player he ever had, but he was the meanest. So anyhow, yeah. So I was um doing some research before the podcast, and it it said the Junction Boys were like like it was the the name of the group that quote survived Mr. Bryant's camp a few years like during that time. That's right. That's right. And I, I remember Coach Bryant had a they had a reunion when I was a senior at Alabama. And I remember Coach Bryant being nervous about going out there hmm. and seeing all those players. And but but they honored him. They gave him so much honor when he went out there. He was in a great mood when he came back. Uh, That's awesome. And, and the book that was written about the junction came out years later. But uh, when, when I they, when I was when I was with Michigan, the Michigan Panthers, Coach Stanley told us all about it. I mean, he he got into detail telling us about it. I know that nowadays Texas A&M has the yell leaders, but did they have the yell leaders back in the day, or did you not really, or did you not? Oh, you probably didn't go to Texas A&M. You, I'm going to a ball game there. That's the best place in the. That's the best place to go to a ball game how long ago was that uh, a couple of years J. did w. they have the I yell went. leaders back in the day you know what i mean you, you yeah know, you yeah know, you know those people like the like the the like the that like it's kind of like you know uh the it's kind of like male like it's kind of like a hype man but the whole <laughs> but like the whole game through right so uh, yeah yeah that's th that's the 13th man is is the, the the fans and the yell leaders and all that? Okay, next question. Do you have a sporting event that is on your bucket list of sporting events to attend? That I've been to? No, that's on your bucket. That like you haven't been to that you want to go to. 
like the Super Bowl, the World Cup, like sporting event that you haven't been to that you want to be that you want to go to? I'd like to go where they let the bulls out and you have to run ah. from the bulls. Oh yeah. Ooh. El Toro Loco, right? That's oh, right. No, El Toro Rapido. <laughs> right, Dad? <laughs> would you nice run from bull. the bulls or would you or would you run with the bulls? Would you would you get cha- would you chase the bulls or get chased by the bulls? What would you do? Well, what would me you and JW do? in our younger days, we'd probably tried to ride them, but <laughs> nowadays we'd run from them. Now you just try not to get trampled. <laughs> so, what did you do after the, your career, your time at Michigan at the Michigan Panthers for the U.S. like during like during your what? Are, sorry, during your time with the Michigan Panthers of the USFL. What did, sorry, ah, sorry, hold on, hold on. After what did you do your after time. after your time with the Michigan Panthers of the USFL? What did you what did what did you do? Well, the moving truck had picked our furniture up, and there was nothing left in our apartment but I think a couch um, and a phone. And the phone rings, and the guy said, "This is Mouse Davis." of Denver Gold and my 18-wheeler with equipment and player and and weight room and everything has just left Los Angeles and my equipment manager walked in here and resigned. And I thought it was a player playing a trick on me and I hung up. So you said his name was Mouse Davis? Yes, Mouse Davis. What what what's his full name? I mean not no never mind. Like Daryl Mouse-, Mouse Davis. He's known for the in, to be the inventor of the running shoot offense. Hmm. So so Mouse was actually his actual middle name, or was that just a nickname? It's a nickname. Okay, sorry, sorry. Because uh, I, I'm five foot nine, and I was about nine inches taller than him. So he was <laughs> five foot, I assume. Uh, about it, <laughs> but he was a heck of a coach. And he he uh, he uh, designed the running shoot, and uh, you know June Jones was his assistant oh, for yeah. a long, long time, and June was his quarterback at Portland State, and so was Neil Lomax. Did you say Portland State, as in the Portland State Vikings? That's right. Be- believe you me, Mister Audi, I have, I have, I I know a lot of mascots like. You can you can quiz me on a few after we're done with the episode. Well, go, go okay. back to that story though, Mr. Audi. What? So you thought it was a joke on a but by a player? How did you figure out that it was a it was a real deal? He called back, <laughs> and, and, so, and and Pete Pete Rodriguez, who was uh, a coach at Michigan, had gone to Denver, and he said, "Audi, do not hang up." <laughs> he said. I've got Pete Rodriguez standing next to him. It wants to talk to me. And Pete got on the phone and said, Audie, don't hang up. This is Pete Rodriguez. And he said, this is a real deal. And I called uh, Jay Shoot, the trainer. And I said, Jay, I've just gotten an offer from Denver. They want to know what I want. And he said, Audie, they need somebody really, really bad. He said, whatever you want to make. Whatever you need, double it. <laughs> and and wow. so Mouse, I called Mouse back, and he said, how much money you need? 
and I put it up high, and I said, I need a car, and I need this, and I need that. And he said, let me let me call an owner. Let me call the owner, and I'll call you right back. And it wasn't five minutes. He called me back and said, can you be on a plane in two hours? And I flew straight out to Los Angeles, met the 18-wheeler, and met all the players when they got there. And... Uh, and I was with the Denver Gold for one year. What's the Denver? Is it? Are you talking about like a question? Like, are you talking about like, like are the Denver? Is the Denver Gold a sports team or a minors group? Like, it was a USFL team. Oh, Michigan merged with Oakland, and they kept all the Oakland staff, so none of us had a job anymore. So Denver called me, wanting to hire me as the equipment manager. And it was unique because I went all, I mean, I flew to Los Angeles. I didn't know a single player. I didn't know what the equipment, what, you know, what it looked like or anything. And, uh, uh, and, and we practiced out in um, at Cal State. Uh, Northridge hmm. so but it, it was a nice situation I love June Jones you know June uh, June could walk into what we're doing right now and two things you never would know that he was an NFL coach <laughs> and the most successful coach in Hawaii history yeah. and he wouldn't have any socks on because he never wore socks wow uh, Oh, okay. Okay. Next question. Out of all your experience, what do you, what was your, like, what is the greatest one you've ever witnessed? The two national championships at Alabama. Um, 78 and 79. Uh, so, uh, can I build on that? Like, is it, so like, I've also, so back to, can we talk about Mr. Nick Saban for a minute? Sure. <laughs> so I've, so like he did this thing where he built what they would call championship houses. Like, like any, like for anyone that like was homeless in the, in the area of anywhere about any, in anywhere, like in anywhere, in any part of Alabama. Is that right? Have you, is that right? He would, you know, he would call them championship houses. Is that right? Like houses for the homeless, I think. I think so. I think, you know, some of his money went towards that endeavor. Parker, well, let me I, ask, I, I want to ask a follow-up, Parker. I, I, I had the honor of picking Nick Saban up at the airport three times. Uh, when we lived over in Georgia, we dealt with all the schools, and we would recertify their football helmets. And we what did schools? That like for the, the colleges? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, we, I'll ask we my did question colleges, but mostly high schools hmm. because there's a lot more high schools than there are colleges. But we yeah. did Auburn. We did Auburn, UAB. Um, we did uh, Hoover High School when uh, when Go they bus. were having yeah. when they had the little sh you know the show on uh, MTV. Yeah. Uh, and then we did three quarters of the high schools in Georgia. So you said you uh, refer. You, what did you do with the helmets? Refurbished them. What was the word you used? Yeah. Here. Here. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, helmets only last 10 years now. 
Hmm. After 10 years, you have to throw them away. Every year, they have to be tested and recertified, and most most of them get repainted. Uh, new masks get put on them. If you look at a helmet at the end of the year and you look at it at the beginning, it looks brand new at the beginning. Hmm. Very good. Any other stories you, you think our listeners would like to know? Um, well, I could tell you a little bit about Coach Bryant. You know, Coach sure. Saban, I, I was able to pick Coach Saban up at the airport uh, to take him to the Nike clinic. And he was not, he was, he was almost like a machine. You know, I mm. mean, he, he was calling players that were in a hospital he was calling recruits. He, he, he had something going all the time. And uh, Coach Bryant was a real big guy. You know, he was huge. And if he walked into a room, the room just got quiet. Hmm. He commanded that much respect. and But he would loosen his tie. Order a bourbon and coke. Uh, John, he Johnny Walker Red is what he drank, <laughs> but uh, he would sit back and and people would gather around him and he would start telling stories. Wow. You know, he was a very warm guy. Nice, Coach, Coach Saban. He's not like that. He's hmm. he is a he could run the world's largest corporation. Was, I, I, I appreciate that story because that was going to be my follow-up, sort of asking you to compare the two. But I think that's it right there. That, that's yeah. uh, that's a yeah. great, great comparison. Very interesting to hear. Okay. So on this podcast, we are all fanatics. So last question we ask. As a fan, what do you think is the all-time greatest moment in sports? Like, what do you think? Did you get all that? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I'm, I'm thinking. Um. I think for me, the the all time best best moment in sports is when Tua came in. Oh yeah, and Wait. threw that touchdown pass. Can I can I, I give that? I, I think I, to me that was the wow. greatest moment in Alabama history. Um, mind if I give you mind mind if you mind if I give you the the call as called by Chris Fowler. No, I don't. <laughs> Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama <laughs> wins! <laughs> Sounds just like it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Odie. Or Odie. Sorry. Hey, anytime. Anytime. Yeah, so, we appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Yeah. I, I and, really enjoyed this. You know, I took a class in uh, television broadcasting. Uh, I took one or two classes at Alabama because everybody kept saying you, Adi, you you'd be a great sportscaster. I couldn't stand to be in front of a camera. <laughs> I, I I don't know why. I just I just didn't like being in front of a camera. But you do a great job. Um, Adi, one more thing. Uh. So, do you would you mind sharing this episode with people you that you know and like? That's like like that 
that's connect, that are connected to the sports world so they can be on an episode. That That's what I like to do here. Like, that's what I like to ask, ask my guests when we wrap up, if they would share it with anyone they know in the sports world. So I figured, do you, would you mind doing that? Yeah, uh, I told JW, I, I had two good friends at Alabama, two, two good friends that were players. Steve Whitman, who was the fullback, and Randy Scott, who was the linebacker. Randy went on and played for the Green Bay Packers for seven years. And Steve went to the San Diego Chargers and hurt his leg and never played. Hmm. But uh, they were they were two really great football players at Alabama. So uh, hopefully I could get both of them on your on your uh, show. Th- thank you. That would be awesome. Th- thank, thank you, you. so much, Mister uh, Mister Audie. That's my that's my. I put my letter blanket. I was going to show you. Some, <laughs> I, I don't know if you can see it. I put my letter oh, blanket. It is. Yeah, yeah. The A. You know that kind of reminds me of the Arkansas A a little bit. No, yeah, no fit. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a story. Uh, oh, okay. When uh, uh, back in the eighties, um, All American was the big reconditioning company, and they were doing all the colleges and most of the high schools in the United States. And Alabama uh, didn't paint their helmets, and Arkansas painted their helmets, and USC painted their helmets, but they were all close to the Alabama color. Anyway, they all complained about their color. And one time they got mixed up and sent USC's to Alabama, Arkansas. <laughs> so they USC, had the USC. And, Al- and, and Alabama's to no Arkansas, on and every one of them was happy. <laughs> so is that why nowadays they use like for teams that have this for for teams that have the same color combinations like for teams like Syracuse and Auburn that have orange and blue each team uses a different shade of each color to avoid confusion between the two schools. Well, all all helmets used to be they used to not want to paint helmets if they didn't have to, and and back in the eighties and seventies. Uh, you would see schools where their helmet, like Ole Miss, didn't quite match their uniform. And then a, a new paint came out uh, in the uh, late 90s called Sickens Paint. Hmm. And it was a, a paint used on race cars and nice. motorcycles. And they could match any color of cloth. And wow. then all these universities started having a unique color, hmm. and it was only unique to that university. Nice. That is very cool. So, te- so I guess wait, Dad. Question. Wait, Dad. Uh, is that right? Nowadays, these u- these teams use different shades to avoid confusion between other schools that have those their same colors. I think it's what he's saying. They have a unique color because they are able to match that paint to their jersey color. Or to whatever color they want. So that's why it happens. Well, I think, Parker, it's time for us to wrap it up. This has been absolutely incredible. So many great stories. So many awesome experiences. I, uh, thank you for your time. This, is, this yes, has been awesome. thank you, Mr. Audie. Well, I've heard a lot about y'all from JW. And uh, it was nice meeting you. And I hope we can meet again. 
And anytime y'all need me on your show, just let me know. All right, fanatics. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Fan and Fanatic. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for all of your support. Don't forget to follow or subscribe, or whatever your podcast app says to do. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. For my broadcast partner, Ryan Grilecki, this is Parker Grilecki saying, Game. Set. Match. <laughs>